Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 4.09 here in the station and uh, 39 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. You can join WILK Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for the best Christmas music and stories of the season. An American Christmas hosted by Chip Davis of the Mannheim Steamroller. He will tell you the origins of Christmas traditions and customs with the best holiday music, including traditional and contemporary musical Christmas songs. An American Christmas begins at noon Christmas Eve and runs through Christmas Day and night. Brought to you by Dr. Casey Burke of Hand Surgery Associates. I mean, a great uh, day. So if you're looking for some Christmas music in the background, some stories here and there, listen to uh, WILK News Radio. Don't get the talk as you normally would get. You get uh, you get uh, music, Christmas music for that time of year. Let me see. I, I got taken off course here for a second. I was looking at this testimony the other day, and... Uh, Armed armed mothers testified in front of Congress saying uh, the, the booming female gun ownership and that women are f- refusing to stand by. She testified, first and foremost, I am a mother and I have made a personal choice to live as a mom with a gun, she said. Women are considered one of the fastest growing groups of gun owners in the United States. And a House Judiciary Subcommittee this week will examine how gun ownership empowers women across America as crime spirals in many areas of the nation. The House Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance held a hearing today. And a trio of female gun experts and instructors have appeared to advocate for American Second Amendment rights, especially women. I am a writer. I'm an instructor. I'm a doctoral candidate working towards my terminal degree in curriculum and instruction. But first and foremost, I'm a mother, and I have made a personal choice to live as a mom with a gun, Alcazar told the subcommittee, chaired by Arizona Republican Representative Andy Biggs. Alcazar is the editor of Concealed Carry magazine and authored a handful of gun training documents including women's handguns and self-defense fundamentals and children's firearms and safety fundamentals. She reflected in her testimony that women across the nation have taken self-defense issues into their own hands and are refusing to become the victims of violent crime. For the women who walk across a dark parking lot every night after work, for the realtors who show houses to strangers every week, for the young women who have shadows in their past, and for moms like me with children in tow, I think... They would all agree. They refuse to stand by idly and helpless. They refuse to become someone's victim. They refuse to allow harm to come to ones they love, she said during her testimony. Since the pandemic, gun sales have hit record numbers, including when an estimated 23 million firearms were sold and more than 21 million background checks were conducted in 2020. The numbers smashed records and notably spiked on the onset of the pandemic in March 2020 before jumping yet again in June of that year as protests and riots spread across the nation in response to the death of George Floyd at the hands of um, Minneapolis law enforcement. Gun ownership has especially boomed among women. Between 2019 and 2021, as gun purchases exploded, about half the gun customers were women, according to a Harvard T.H. Chang School of Public Health study. Women were the most likely 
new gun owner demographic during those years, researchers found. Alcazar said crime has spiraled and women face violent criminals with many evil, in, with ma many with evil intent who are terrorizing us. But where violence and crime lurks, an armed woman has a better chance of defending herself than, than from the unexpected, she explained during her testimony. This shouldn't be the way that we live, she told the subcommittee. But it serves as a clear reminder that law-abiding citizens should be able to defend themselves from danger at all times. And any solution to better protect ourselves, our children, and our communities should start with our God-given right to self-defense. The mother of three's testimony explains that through her work training Americans on firearm safety, she has seen firsthand a rich diversity and scores of American women who are purchasing training and carrying firearms in the name of female empowerment. For many women, this self-defense awakening has resulted in a new source of certainty, security, responsibility, and equality that we might not have otherwise that we might not have otherwise had she stated in her testimony the organization where she serves as a certified instructor and senior training counselor was founded in 2003 and provides american gun owners with training and education on firearms and self-defense liability insurance through its membership program the group includes more than 10,000 instructors across the nation many of whom have reported seeing an increase in women seeking gun training Almost every week we have uh, Native women, and this is based out in, in New Mexico. Almost every week we have Native women or someone close, someone's close to family saying, I'm really interested in taking this class and picking up a firearm because you see the numbers with the missing and murder indigenous women and people. Joe Talachi, an instructor and owner of indigenous arms, told the media. Alcazar argues that gun ownership and training have fundamentally changed her as a person and mother, and she finds peace knowing that she is her own first protector and her family's first responder. The more I've trained, the more I realize that I don't have to wait for someone else to care for me or protect me. I am my own protector, and I am my family's first responder. And being able to keep myself and those I love safe, I don't think there's anything more than that, she said in, during her testimony. That's a big thing. What was going on when I was down in, in a, a sporting goods store, firearm store down in, in the Harrisburg area after the, uh, the nightclub shooting in, in the Miami area or Orlando, the Orlando gay nightclub shooting that there was, and the amount of people from the LGBTQ community that were down there purchasing firearms was incredible. Now, I happened to be picking up something I ordered previously, but it was interesting because I was in line with a lot of people. It was, the line was probably 40 or 50 people deep uh, to get the background checks, and, and there's probably 20 background check stations there. But, you know, it was interesting talking to people with their first-time uh, gun buyers, a lot of them from, from the, the gay and lesbian community, looking to figure out what guns they should buy. They were, they were very open to asking people, hey, you know, this is my size. This is, you know, what, what is better for me as a first firearm? You know, where can I seek training? They were scared. There, there was a community that was scared. And to see the, the sportsman community, the Pennsylvania firearm community, just open up and give advice and say, okay, 
well, you're a smaller person. You could want to go with this gun and that gun, not just the biggest gun you think, you know, you can hear because you heard it on TV. You don't want to buy a 45 caliber, you know, handgun or um, the 357 Magnum or a Smith & Wesson 500 just because it, you hear that this is the the greatest gun ever because it's not going to suit your needs. Uh, here's the places you can find training. Great Place Across America is, is an organization in most states, a girl with a gun, um, a girl and a gun. They have things right here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I know people who've went to it. So it's, uh, it was good to see that community say, hey, I want to get the training. Hey, I want something that's going to be good for me, not something that I just purchased because I had to purchase it or I wanted to purchase it. You know, what's going to be best for me for concealed carry? What's going to be easy for me to control? What's going to be the easiest for me to use? And, and it's interesting because I've had these conversations with, with the three women in my house, uh, you know, when, they, when they've chosen theirs, when we've trained them and used them, and through growing up when they've shot with me and how we trained them from smaller firearms to where if they ever need to and they need to grab mine, it operates the same way, it does the same way, and with that adrenaline and everything going, you're really not going to notice the difference in caliber uh, as long as you know how to operate it, as long as you know how to clear it, as long as you know how to use it safely. You know, it's there, and now that they're all older, I mean, my youngest is turning 21 next week. When, uh, when uh, they carry their own now, they can make those decisions for themselves. So this is what I feel comfortable with. This, this is what I want. What should I be using here? That's the conversation that, that this is happening, that this, this woman's talking about on a national scale, where the biggest group of gun buyers you know, over the past couple of years has been women. 50% of gun buyers have been women. That's tremendous. That's something to think about, too. Because uh, it's a good thing. If people think, hey, I'm going to you know, pick on this woman because she seems defenseless, a lot of times, more than not, they're not. And uh, I tell you, I've shot with a lot of women. Um, they are some of the deadliest shots you'll ever meet because they pay attention to perfection. They pay attention to the details where a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys just go to shoot. A lot of guys just go for the fun of it. They carry a gun because they do. Uh, where... You know, a lot of women pay attention to detail and want to be perfectionists in what they do. Not to say that men don't, but you, you guys and gals know what I'm talking about out there. So uh, it's uh, good to see the, a story like this because I, I saw it firsthand. Like I said, after the Orlando nightclub shooting, uh, the gay community came out here, and I was actually at a gun store in the Harrisburg area seeing it for my myself for the first hand where, you know, they were tremendously—they were scared— because of what happened, they were out purchasing a firearm. That's how scared they were. But they wanted to do it right. They wanted to ask questions. They were open to somebody saying, hey, or just asking, hey, you know, for my size, for what I do, this is how I dress for work. What would be a good firearm for me, in your opinion? And it was, it was great to see that conversation going on and them being receptive to that conversation. Any new gun over to being receptive to that conversation. Rather than going out and seeing an ad or looking on a search engine and saying, well, this is the gun I want because it looks good. This is the gun I want because it's the most powerful. This is the gun. That's not why you purchase a gun. You purchase a gun because you can use it properly. You purchase a gun because you're comfortable with it, because you can carry it, because it's, it's a tool for what you want to use it for, for how you want to protect yourself. So it's always great when you see things like that, and it's good to see uh, this get attention because I applaud people out there, and just as in my life, 
I encourage you to be able to protect yourself because uh, 911 cannot get there fast enough, especially in an emergency. So if you could be your own first responder, that's the best way to do it. Speaking of their own first responder, we have Nikki here. I can't even be my own me. For God's <laughs> sakes, you want me to do more than one thing. <laughs> so I'm just a total loss here, uh, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. Well, the good news first, 81 southbound between Clark Summit and Scranton seems to be moving a lot better. But there's an accident now, 81 southbound by Montage Mountain Road. Davis Street, that is backing things up through the Scranton area. A little bit of slowing in. Anyone southbound through the Wilkesbury area, some heavy traffic on Blakely Street and Dunmore, your bumper to bumper. There may be delays and West Main Avenue or um, North Main Avenue, I'm sorry, in Taylor is bumper to bumper. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. You think I would have the weather ready, right? You would think, but you're reading. Uh, I was reading. You're reading. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, low 26. Thursday, sunny and cool, high 40. Friday, mostly sunny and warm, high 52. Saturday, mix of sun and clouds, high 48. Sunday, increasing clouds and breezy with showers in the evening, high 48. It's currently 39 degrees and mostly cloudy. At 422 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 426. It just says match. I lost my weather. It's 30 something degrees outside, 38 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. I've been getting caught up here, so let me catch up on the phones. We have uh, Giles from Archibald on illegals voting. Giles. Hello. Hi, Rob. I was just wondering if I can ask you for your expertise, Rob. I'm, I, I'm very concerned that um, uh, there's such a rush of for getting these illegal immigrants over to our country. I'm, very, I'm concerned um, uh, that, these, um, that the Democratic Party is possibly going to use them as um, uh, votes for, for the party in the uh, election. I was wondering if you knew... Uh, when these Im- illegal immigrants will be eligible to vote, because I'm sure it's, each Ill- illegal immigrant, uh, there's po- probably over 8 million of them coming out, uh, already over in, in here since the last three years. And uh, it's, it's troublesome that the, um, that the Democratic, um, I mean, that the party that's in there right now under Biden uh, would uh, actually uh, sacrifice the, um, uh, the security of the American people for votes if, if I'm... I, I could be out of line by thinking uh, that way, but I hope uh, they're not eligible until the, uh, six six years down the road until they become, um, uh, you know, uh, people that uh, would be, uh, you know, at that point eligible to vote as, as citizens. Well, I, Giles, non-citizens non- cannot vote in federal elections. There are areas in our nation in city elections and county elections, and I think even some state I've heard it mentioned. I don't know if it's passed yet, but I know some localities, counties and municipalities, have uh, said they're going to allow non-citizens to vote. Now, in federal elections, I believe they would have to change the laws for that to happen. So regardless, if you're not a citizen, uh, I believe you're not allowed to vote in federal elections unless the law becomes changed. But like I said, there are some cities that are allowing them to vote in city elections. 
So, uh, and that just doesn't go for for just that. I believe up in uh, in upstate New York, there are some areas where mayors wanted to allow college kids who weren't residents of that area, they were just going to college there to vote, and they changed the laws locally to allow college kids to vote. So it's not just illegals, it's just getting votes however you can get them. Okay, very good. uh, As far as the illegal immigrants coming over, how long will it take for them to be uh, uh, legal to, uh, I mean, to become a a citizen to vote? Uh, Is is this like a four to uh, a six-year process, four to six-year process before they get that citizen. Uh, no, even with the even with the asylum process, even with the asylum process, they become non non-citizen residents, non-alien, uh, um, non-resident green card holders. There's a bunch of different levels to where they can be. They actually have to pursue citizenship. It's not just an automatic thing because you've been here so long. Uh, and if you came here illegally, you know it's not you can you can't do it now. If you claim asylum and it's accepted. You are a non-citizen resident and uh, can stay as long as you want. You just can't vote and you're not a citizen. But something's going to happen. Happen. I mean, we've taken an influx of uh, over 10 million over the past couple of years. So uh, something has to be done. Yes, it's very concerning. And I'd be really ignorant to myself, and I hope not. But um, I'd be really ignorant to myself, and I hope not, like I said, but I— I, with all these um, illegals coming over, I, I hope they're not sleeper cells, uh, uh, you know, organizing and uh, developing in a few years down the road. We're really going to pay the price for this. Um, and uh, it's, it's frightening in a way that there's, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, the way I'm thinking. I, I hope I'm thinking wrongly, but um, it's, it's really shameful that these borders are open up like that the way they are not even being vetted i have not i have no problem with people coming over coming over legally i mean and, and getting vetted properly but the way these these gates are uh, we've always been a nation of uh, we've always been a nation of legal legal uh immigrants that's the standard that it should be the fact of what we're, what's been going on now is is proof that a our border needs to be secured and b the system needs to be revamped but guys i appreciate you checking in and your input, I hope I answered some of your questions. You sure did. Thank you again, Rob. Thank you, uh, my have friend. You have a good night. Thank you. It's uh, 431 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with uh, Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. This point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 78 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, three of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with police officer Albert Savage, Philadelphia Police Department. In 1953, Officer Savage was shot and killed, and another officer was wounded by a man they were trying to arrest in a restaurant in 19th Street above Spring Garden in Philadelphia there. We have Chief Henry E. Hand, Montgomery Borough Police Department, Pennsylvania, in 1938, was shot and killed in an unprovoked attack while walking on Houston Street at approximately 10.30 a.m. The suspect, who had a grudge against police officers, walked up to Chief Hand and opened fire on him with a shotgun without warning, shooting him twice. We have uh, Patrolman Bruce A. Patton, Caropolis Borough Police Department in Pennsylvania in 1905, succumbed to a gunshot wound received four days earlier when he tried to arrest a man for disorderly conduct. And those are the, uh, the three from our area here in Pennsylvania. 
The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Drive van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. I'm uh, just looking at some stories here. It appears that uh, the owner, the owner's owner of Viewmont Mall, is declaring bankruptcy for the second time. Philadelphia-based Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust, known as Priot, which owns, among other assets, the Viewmont Mall in Dixon City, announced Monday it has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy for the second time since the pandemic. They said in a statement that it would give up control of the company to its bankers as part of the reorganization, a move it says will reduce its debt by $880 million. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, the mall landlord has been struggling with its debt and unable to get rid of some of the poor performing properties. Kind of just shows where the uh, the economy's going here. And malls haven't been doing all that well, you know, nationwide. They've kind of shifted, uh, not by any limit to online shopping. In addition to the Viewmont Mall, Priet co-owns the Lehigh Valley Mall in Whitehall and the Fashion District Shopping Center in Philadelphia. So it doesn't say there's any major, it's just going into a reorganization phase and the banks will take control. So hopefully, maybe with a second set of eyes in uh, managing, we can see something different for our area as far as uh, you know what the Viewmont Mall has to offer. I mean, personally, outside of the area, but the type of mall it is, I kind of like the mixture of the Lehigh Valley Mall where some of it's like an outdoor walking facility, and then they have the indoor, more traditional mall. I like the open-air malls more, where they kind of incorporate the smaller shops into them, where they're more not corporate mega places, but more you know mom-and-pop stores that can take these outdoor, where you walk around and you're outside and they're piping in music, rather than being kind of confined in I this I kind of place. agree with you, except when it's snowing and raining and stuff like that. So I've, I've been to some of them, but, though, like that, where they have the outdoor fire pits and the music going and the hot chocolate stands. Oh, that'd stands be cool. And, and Is that what they do with Lee? I haven't been to Lehigh Valley in forever in a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I need to check that out then. I like the mom and pop stores, you know, mm-hmm. the, the shop local, the best, or shop independently owned businesses, personally, myself. The problem with our malls is they make the prices of rent so incredibly yeah. high that— you can't. It's amazing that even any national chain that isn't um, a department store can even do it. You, you, you know how they're, many sneakers you have to sell, and you want to know why those sneakers are so expensive? They're hurting so much now nationally. I, I know when my daughter-in-law had her business, she had a, a small clothing business, online clothing business. Mm-hmm. She opened up a pop-up boutique in a mall in one of the, the ones right in the middle, like where they're kind of the booths right. in the middle. Uh, yeah, they're so, kiosks. They're, yeah, the kiosks. It was a bigger kiosk. She was able to enclose it a little bit and set up a whole uh, – her online store was actually a real store – because the malls were hurting so much because no one was renting those kiosks. They were like, make me an offer. So if you are in that business, go talk to your local mall people but and I say, hey. Wonder about wonder about some of these empty storefronts in some of the strip malls, too. And then you go and you price it, and you're like, whoa, that is way expensive. That's why no one's there. <laughs> 
are they waiting for all these medical facilities to just take over all of the mall space? But they're building their new buildings. I mean, if you go right up here to Montage, I mean, almost half the stores, if not more, are vacant now. And, uh, you know, that was the up-and-coming place. And, and Which never really no. up and came. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is Duck Donuts there now, and... You know, a couple places we go up there, but I, I don't even think the Christmas tree shops there anymore. No, right? and that, yeah. that was I would remember at least once or twice a year to stop there. The problem with that is I do think it's out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's not really in. Uh, of course, if you live in Glenmora, it's not. But not everybody lives in Glenmora, and then when you would go there, most of the prices are Glenmora prices. I did get a text message for you, Nikki. Before I forget about it, okay. Um, something about you were right, so I know you want to hear it. Oh, I'm right. To Nikki Stone, you are right. The word patadiddle, patadiddle, padiddle, padiddle. Sorry, Linda, I was always called padoodle in my crazy <laughs> younger years. So make my day. Thanks, Linda. So Linda thanks you did, and says you were right. Linda, did you look it up? Is it actually in the dictionary? Do you know what a padiddle? She said you were right. Uh, thank you, Linda. But does does Rob know what a padiddle is? Listen, I don't want to get into your strange. Uh, Vocabulary issues and, and uh, the, I can't even say the word I'm looking for. So. <laughs> My you strange know world. what I mean. My strange world. I don't even want to know what a padiddle is. Uh, it's when you <laughs> only have one headlight on your car. Sure. Huh? That's, that's what you say it is. <laughs> then All right, I, then right. I go out and say that and somebody looks at me strange. <laughs> I have to double check everything here. Are you saying I'm strange? Is it time to do the traffic? traffic? Weather? I guess Jake, so. this... <laughs> this traffic update is brought to you by Bentella Data Internet. It looks like 81 southbound in the Scranton area is a disaster. Two accidents reported, one right in the Scranton area, one right by uh, Montage Mountain Road, Davis Street. That has that all backed up. And that, just after they cleared up that construction between Clark Summit and Dixon City. So if you want to avoid any frustration on your way home, avoid 81 southbound through the Scranton area. That's the only major problem we have at the moment. There is some heavy traffic on Blakely Street in Dunmore, and you might run into heavy traffic on River Street in Wilkesbury. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. She forgot where she was. <laughs> For a moment. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, low 26. Thursday, sunny and cool, high 40. Friday, mostly sunny and warmer, high 52. Saturday, mix of sun and clouds, high 48. Sunday, increasing clouds and breezy with showers in the evening, high 48. It's currently 38 degrees and mostly cloudy at 445 here at your official weather station, WILK. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins holiday hat trick is the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. The package includes four undated ticket vouchers, good for any remaining Penguins home game, two public skating passes for the Toyota Sportsplex, and a pair of Penguins mittens. Get yours by calling the Penguins at 570-208-7367 or visit WBSPenguins.com. Go Pens! Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 449, 38 degrees, and mostly cloudy outside. You know, as we talk about things that probably don't mean too much to us here, we just need to realize there are still eight Americans being held hostage by the terrorist group Hamas somewhere in Gaza, hopefully, still alive. 
We don't know. Uh, some of their family members will be speaking to the media tonight. Um, I believe on Fox News, but I, I think they'll be on other networks as well after that. But uh, just realize it's been 60, almost 70 days for these hostages being held by this terrorist group. And uh, they are Americans. There's still, you know, about 100 hostages being held that are Israeli as well. But I don't think there's enough conversation going on of American hostages being held in this uh, crisis that's going on there. So that's why I bring it up. Let me uh, see. Did you see that Tesla is recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S. to fix system that monitors drivers using autopilot? Now, recalls happen all the time. I believe two of my or two of my vehicles, two of my four vehicles, you'll have current recalls, nothing major. And it's always one of these, oh, we'll call you when we get the parts, but it is recalled. And we don't know when we're going to get the parts in because there's a backlog for them. And the other one's uh, some kind of security update that it needs for its software. But why I bring this up is because it's affecting its autopilot system, which may affect anyone that's on the road with these Teslas. Tesla is recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S., more than 2 million, to update software to fix a defective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when using autopilot. Well, that's good. The recall comes after a two-year investigation by the National Highway Safety Traffic Administration into a series of crashes that happened while autopilot partially automated driving system was in use. Some were deadly. The agency said this investigation found autopilot's method of making sure the drivers are paying attention can be inadequate and lead to foreseeable misuses of the system. Some of my uh, my cars have something similar to where it tells you it'll steer itself and keep it in lane, but if your hand's not on the steering wheel after a couple of seconds, it'll tell you you have to put your hand on the steering wheel or it'll disable the, the feature. So I'm assuming it's something similar to that. I know Tesla has a more advanced autopilot system. Uh, my Ford F-150 has a, a smart cruise control where it'll keep it'll keep a distance from the car in front of you and behind you. It'll slow down and speed up. It'll keep you in lane. It actually does a lot that an autopilot does. But I could see where that's an issue. And again, something with 2 million vehicles, Tesla's on the road. Not so much here, but when I was in the D.C. area, for a year, almost two years ago, I've been here a year, there were plenty of people reading books, doing things with on their computer, on a laptop, on their lap, while their car was driving. Uh, strange to see, annoying to see, because it is a danger to anyone, regardless of the technology your car has. And as they've said here, that it appears there were several accidents, including fatal accidents, that have caused issues for uh, for that system. So I figured I'd bring it up here and let you know that, if A, if you have a Tesla, and I don't think too many people in our area do, uh, you want to get that recall in. And I think recalls as a whole, just from my experience having four fairly new cars, I mean, 2021s and higher, the recalls take far too long to get done. Uh, because every time I've tried to schedule something, they don't have the parts in yet to to, to do the fixes. So either there's a recall or there's not. And if it's this mandatory system to where you're sending me a mailer every two or three months, then get the part in so you can fix it. Just my two cents as well. I'm sure a lot of you have the same headaches with your recalls because they're all about the same. I have 
two different car manufacturers that I'm dealing with. It's uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.56 here at the station, 38 degrees in, mostly cloudy. And as you probably heard, we got Jake back in the control room. Jake off for a couple of days. How was, How did it feel to get a – was it a four-day weekend? Was it a full – are you doing things? Yeah, it feels good to be back, Rob. It's, it's good to be – well, I was going to say and it's a pretty short week too is – We'll both be off on Friday. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'll be off on Friday. Jake will be off on Friday. We'll Mm -hmm. get a best of for you scheduled. I don't believe Sue Henry is available for the rest of the Christmas season. Bless her heart. You know, I I truly love when I hear she's going to be in and the show's going to be in her hands because I know uh, with either her and Jake here or her and Johnny here, it's all good to go and I don't have to worry about much anything. And I know I was a fan of Sue. I love hearing Sue and I know you guys do too. Yeah, definitely a lot of good shows to pick from for for Friday. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what so, we get for you there. It's, my decision making is still in the process right now. <laughs> it's our our corporate Christmas party is a Thursday night, and I have some things to do this weekend. So again, it's that time of year. You know, you gotta what are they? See, use it or lose it, right? Use them or lose them. Use em. them or lose them. So we'll have that, and it's interesting because <laughs> I, I have uh, my family's going to be in or out the next, I, I believe, starting this weekend. But I don't think anyone's going to be at the house at the same time. So I have, like, my son and his wife coming in. Then they're leaving. Of course, we're pets. I shouldn't say of course. We're going to be pet sitting for them while they're down visiting uh, their family, her family, down in Mississippi. And then my daughter's going to be in with her boyfriend. And then my other daughter's going to be in from the academy because she's on uh, you know leave now for the holidays. But I, I don't think there's a day that they're all going to be there at the same time. So that's going to be the juggling act. So we're trying to figure out, are we going to have several Christmases? Are we going to open up gifts individually? I think the best chance we have for at least two of them there will be around New Year's. So not sure what we're going to do there. It'd have to be a coin toss. It is my daughter's 21st birthday on December 23rd. She says that she was the Christmas baby and always got dr- gypped. Because, you know, when your birthday's that close to Christmas, you kind of, everything's a Christmas birthday gift. Or there's that one gift with the different kind of wrapping under the tree that's, well, that's that's your birthday present there. But she's turning 21, and I, I believe we made reservations for the Highbridge house that night of the 23rd. So uh, I'll see what's going to go on with that. And I'll let people know if you want to come out, say hello. We'll be, we'll be uh, having dinner, uh, obviously you want to say hello that that time you're more than welcome to but you know after that we'll probably be at the bar having a drink or two or three and uh, you know being she's active duty military and now 21 she's good to go and uh my wife there was one of the drinks there was like a salted caramel martini or something like that that she really really got a kick out of so uh, we're going to be hitting them and i and i said they need rob's christmas old-fashioned the hybrid house i'm telling you they have signature drinks and i said rob's Christmas old-fashioned. I'm an old-fashioned fan. I think it would be a perfect addition to the Highbridge House cocktail menu. What do you think there, Jake, right? I'm all for it. There you go. So, But we'll be there on December 23rd to celebrate my daughter's 21st birthday. And I uh, hope to see you there. And again, when as it gets closer, I'll let you know the you know, time frame when we're going to be at the bar. If you want to stop in, have a drink, and say hello, by all means, we'll be there. It's coming on 5 o'clock here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.